Welcome to Between Two Jennies. We are two moms who've been living with cancer for a combined 23 years. We are here to offer our experiences and tips dealing with cancer. Episode 6 is all about planning for the future. We discuss wills, advanced directives, and even assisted suicide. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at betweentwojennies at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You said- so we're back, Jenny. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, so I remember when I was first diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and I had this little young kid who's a kindergartner thinking, oh my gosh, I need to update my will. Did you ever think about that? Um, you know, I kind of didn't at first, but I just, we had friends that were like, oh, you have kids, you should have a will. And I was like, oh yeah, because you're responsible for other people now. So we did do like online, like my husband and I both made separate separate wills. I guess we both did it. I don't know. We have them, um, but they haven't been updated. And I know you're probably way better at this than I am. And it was just—I don't think "better" is the right word—but it was just something that made me feel better about the situation. Yeah. And um, making sure that my son had a guardian that I approved of was this biggest concern and luckily my husband and I were on the same page of who that would be and it sort of evolved over the years so we're talking about you know eight and a half years ago yeah as my original will um and so your person's changed or people have changed yes they have and a couple a, my son's older now. I mean, he's 14, mm-hmm. almost 15. So technically in three years, he will be this adult. And going back and forth of who we were going to choose, trying to look ahead of making sure that certain assets were protected for him. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want him to have to make uh, move schools. Or like, I had a good friend in California, and he was one of those people but then did it look like he would then have to move? Oh, yeah. Would he be willing to do that? And I don't think he would want to. And is it fair to make your your, your kid who just, let's say, heaven forbid, you just lose your both your parents and now you have to pick up and move? Moving out of your house, moving to a new house, moving yeah, out a of lot. state. That's a lot. a lot for a kid. It's a lot. So I think we made sure that our house would be paid off with life insurance and um, and that my son would be able to stay there while he's in school. And then my original person, I think I had my mom mm-hmm. to take care of my son. And that was great for eight and a half years ago. Um, right, parents get older. Parents get older. So I probably review my will every three or four years and the bulk of it, is the same, um, but it's also the guardian of your, the guardian for my son is the main piece that actually changes. And I think it just sort of evolves of their different person, 
my mom's getting older. Um, my question to the lawyer was, basically, if I keep it the same and my mom's the guardian of my son and she passes and I never update my will and then we pass, what happens? And basically, there's a lot of red tape. <laughs> yeah. So he right. says, come up with another contingency plan. So in my current will, he has a couple um, guardians that could pass. So like they have the option to pass. Oh, okay. Um, and also the other, back to my good friend in California with my son being older, technically a guardian does not have to live in the same state. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, so basically my kid could, if he was old enough, so let's say, knock on wood, this doesn't happen, but he could be 17 his last year in high school. If I chose this guardian that lived in California, um, he would be my son's guardian on paper, but technically they would not have to live together. So who would your kid, okay, say this happened, happened sooner, uh, who does your kid live with? Happened sooner and, like, is he he not 17 at the time? Yeah, let's say he's he's 12. Um, my sister. Since that didn't happen in the past, we'll use 12. Okay, so, um, my sister is an option, and then also a good friend who's local is an option. So could they live with your child while a guardian is somebody else, or would they be the guardian? Currently, they would be the guardian. Uh, okay. They would be the guardian. Okay, but then if the kid's 17, say, do they live on their own and just check in with the guardian? They can. Two I states, mean, three states, five or even in the same state. Away. I mean, even in the same state. I mean, not that I think this is the perfect situation, but let's say he's 17 and a half mm-hmm. and he wants to finish high school with his buddies. Mm-hmm. And I trust that he can live by himself and take care of himself when he's almost going to college. Right. Right? True. It's um, some kids go to college at 17. Yeah. I think it's an, it's an option to have. Um, I think that would work for your kid. I'm not sure if that would work for mine. But I think the main point is making sure that you review your will and Mm -hmm. making sure it's the wishes that you have. And the other piece, too, is I locked out certain part of our assets for him so that when he's older, he can take control. Mm -hmm. But then also you have to... You have to make sure the person that is keeping tally of his assets is pretty legit and faithful, you know, or if, or another catch. My mom, for example, eight and a half years ago, it was great because, you know, she was younger. It's a great fit. My son's older. If she passes and let's say... My son cannot touch his estate until he's 25 and he's only 12. What happens then is because I didn't name somebody else, a random person that I don't know from the state will then be assigned to this. And you assume that they will grant your wishes. Oh, right. But they will have full access and... There's really no checks and balances unless 
your child request that. So that made me a little bit concerned. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. And so it's making you think, right? Like it's making you think of now. I, yeah, it's making me think. I need to go back and review our will and see our and we have separate wills too. So do you? No, my I mean, my husband and I do have our separate wills that if something happened to us, but it feeds into a general, I don't want to say account, but a general. Everything matches. Everything on, matches. Okay. Because you could, you know, you're going at separate times and. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he goes, you're the guardian. Absolutely. And, and then, then it just reverts to your will at that point as the last one. Yes. To, okay. Yes. And they pretty much, my husband and my will mirror each other, so we're pretty streamlined on that. Mm -hmm. So there shouldn't have to be changes in the future. And then if we both go, they both are already mirrored in in a trust for my son. Um, okay, so that makes sense. I think wills are pretty straightforward. Um, what about an advanced directive? That's something that comes up. Uh, all the time. All the time. When you're going to go in for any kind of surgery in the hospital, they, like, throw advanced directives at you to fill out, which you can't necessarily do because you're on painkillers. But, uh, or you're going into surgery. Like, when do you want me to, you know. Talk about this. Yeah. When you, when the, yeah. Yes, I have one. I'm all for it. I think I did mine actually at the mm -hmm. same time as my will. So it's certified and I just bring it to the doctor's office. Okay, so I did mine at the cancer treatment center. A uh, social worker finally like was like, "We need to have this on record." Yes, because I I was going in for. I had actually had several surgeries without it, um, but it is good. It's good. It's kind of. I think it's kind of a good process to make you think about how do I want to live? If, you know, you're in a coma forever, if you're in a vegetative state, you know, all those things where you, I mean, you hear these things on the news about, like, oh, a woman was in a, you know, coma for five years and her family wanted one thing and her husband wanted something else, so she just was left there. So, you know, you, so it's good to really spell out. Like, oh, especially, I agree. I mean... I think it's super important to have that uncomfortable conversation because it's not easy. No. But at the same time, if I could do some of the legwork now and yeah. make it easier for my loved ones later, mm -hmm. I think it's super important to do. For sure. And I found the advanced directive too wasn't just cut and dry. Like, if you're in a coma, do we pull the plug? You know, it's... It, it's like there's ranges of there, yeah, things. There's totally ranges of things. and Which was nice because things aren't just black and white. There's a lot of gray. It's like if we are 100% sure I'm going to be a vegetable, then yeah. Pull that plug. I'm, I'm, I'm me, done. Yeah. That's not a way to live. But it's an option. Like some people... Some people want to live however until they die. Yeah. I think it's good to have those options and to look at it 
now where we're in a place to have that open conversation mm-hmm. versus a place where you're really not with it and someone has to make that decision for you. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, can you imagine your loved ones having to be like, do we pull the plug or do we not pull the plug? Yeah. And then not agreeing about it. Yeah. I mean. Which it happens. It happens. Um, and then something else that's come up a couple times in my life recently, because, you know, my parents are getting old and uh, and then just being around the Cancer Institute. Um, uh, Adductor-assisted suicide, which I didn't know about it's nothing that we're thinking about right now, but it's an, an interesting topic, along with wills and advanced directives. It kind of goes in there. Um, a friend of my dad recently uh, did that. He had uh, throat cancer. He was elderly. He, the chemo and radiation was doing nothing. The man could barely breathe, and it's like, this, this is it. So he was at a point where he could still make that decision and, and he did um wow i mean that's right? that's a super tough right? topic to talk about um i had some experience in the healthcare healthcare industry not direct patient care um but not direct patient care so i've heard about this assistant suicide and it was i work for assisted living community and they did not approve of that it wasn't part of their structure mm-hmm. um, but they would find a facility for someone if that's what they thought was best um, that's a super hard call do you remember do you remember a lady who had cancer she was pretty young I think she was in Oregon and was she the first person who took that suicide pill? And was this that lady that had brain tumor? And I think she so. went She's on like a young. big trip. She went and, on a big trip, yeah. and like she picked the date. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how I feel, and I'm not here to judge anyone. Mm-mm. Basically, no. I don't know how I feel that about my own situation. Yeah. I yeah, think is exactly. That, for other people, I yeah. feel whatever's best for you. Like, I have another good friend who's dealing with cancer, too, stage four, a rare type. He's single, no children, about the same age as I am. And our lives are, are sort of different. And um, I'm not saying he would or wouldn't. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I, besides my husband, I have my son, who's my legacy and I would just think of him and I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it I mean like because with medications these days and new advances that could I just have one more day with my kid and I would take it so yeah that's that's a hard choice but under like, like I said no judgment yeah. um I think we all lead these different lives and we all sort of know what's best for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. My dad's friend was, you know, late 70s. His kid yeah. is, is middle-aged at this point and no grandchildren, you know. Yeah. It's like he's, he's done. He's tapping out and totally fine. Like, yeah, no judgment.
works for us as individuals. So I guess wills, do them. Advanced directives, do them. They're important. Have for that, sure. Have that hard, uncomfortable talk with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Doctor-assisted suicide? Meh. We'll know when we're there. Yeah. Or not. Or not. All right. Good talk. Bye, Jenny. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have comments or questions, feel free to email us at betweentwojennies at gmail.com.